It's like wearing an old shoe. One's comfortable, the other's smelly. It's Joe, it's Jay, it's Lori, it's the tea. Like I said at the top of the show, it is the tea, and this is the tea for uh, St. Patty's Day, March 17th, 2021. That's the best Irish accent I could do. My name's Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by my two breasties. First, from Anaheim, California, she officially has, you know, per usual... A vaccine that's been banned by the Catholic Church. Give it up for the one, the only, the goddess of glitz, glamour, goth, gossip, and gore herself, Miss Lori Rockenkamp. Hello, Lori. Hello. Yeah, I, I saw that the you? Catholic Church is advising uh, Catholics to, if you have to get the Johnson & Johnson, get it, but really try and avoid it because it's something to do with fetuses. Oh, okay. Which, oh, of course... Oh, they don't like... They don't like it? Well... Is it because... Uh, the the fetuses aren't old enough for them to molest. I was gonna make that same fucking joke, bitch. We are on the same on the nose wavelength. Speaking of on the nose, he's in Los Angeles, California. He brought the gun show with him. It's the one, the only, Mister Jay Ellis. Hello, Jay. Bang bang. I am the boom boom gun. <laughs> hi. Yeah. Hi, Jay Ellis. By the way. You know, you're wearing a tank top, which is per usual, but I've been yeah. seeing, like, you posted some sort of video somewhere where it's just you working out. Yeah. What was that video? Where was that? Oh, that was at uh, the gym over at my boss's place. They had a, um, like, a hanging cable thing, and I will give a shameless plug. My friend John Duff does music, and everybody uh-huh. should go check him out, but the song called Do It is really... Um, it's really good. Just listen to it, and it motivated me during my workout. And where did so you post that so everyone could see that? Oh, it was a story. It's gone. It's oh, gone. on your story. Oh, okay. By the way, Alyssa Edwards, your friend, is so famous. She did a cover of his song. But she was like, do it, do it. That's a very funny joke to anyone <laughs> who saw the All-Stars, do too. It. Yeah, do, do it, it, do it. Yeah. Uh, all of my Drag Race fans are super stoked on that obscure <laughs> Alyssa Edwards joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, it, guys. It, it hit me right here, Joe. It hit me right here. No, Laurie. That is the Carl's Jr. you had earlier. Oh, yeah. That's true. Clogging your arteries. Jay Ellis, how are you? Laurie Roggenkamp, how are you? It's been a couple of weeks since we spoke. I'm sure a lot has gone on in your world. Uh, last week checked in, I had just gotten, um, Bell's palsy. Lori, I don't know what you were up to, Jay, I don't know what you were up to. I, don't, I, only, I only listen to my own stories, but, uh, let's check in with Jay first. Jay, how have you been? What have you been up to? It's been a whirlwind, actually, like, it's roller coaster I've had ups and ups and downs and downs. Um, mm-hmm. I want to acknowledge, though, Lori has had the Johnson & Johnson, is that right? Yeah. Yes. Joe's on Moderna. Yeah. And I'm yes. on the Pfizer. We're, we're oh, all different wow. houses. Oh wow! Yeah. Wow. Are you fully yeah. Are you fully vaccinated, or do you? No, no. I had my first one, so um, that was 
The same earlier. day as me on Monday. Yeah, same. Yeah, so same day, and um, no symptoms. I don't. I'm actually really curious to hear about Lori's Johnson and Johnson experience because I've heard that that one really can knock your ass out if you're not. I, I don't know what your experience was, but I've heard that it's super extreme. But um, I just can't. We both. We all went from two weeks ago not having anything and wondering when our turn was coming to yeah. everybody being. <laughs> That's a good point, actually. It's a very. I'm still getting email. I get. I am getting emails from three of my employers. Mm -hmm. So my Anaheim Union High School District, Placentia Union High School District, and NFL now notifying Mm -hmm. me that I can. They can get me the vaccine if I need it. And I'm like, too little, too late, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do. I there is one story. It's going to be a little bit of a longer one and joe kind of heard a little preview of it earlier but it's going to take a little bit so maybe we check in with Lori first and i can go into it and you guys can comment on it because it's, oh, it's been God. a week i got laurie all right Lori, hold on we're gonna get to you Lori. all you had to say was Lori could go first and she was already jumping it <laughs> but but Lori, this jay ellis we he never talks and still he's he's no. like uh, no he's like a wilting is it a wilting flower i don't know what they call it right um but shrieking uh, violet shrieking violet thank you i'm mexican and i have bell's palsy but anyway um, and I'm like, tell your fucking Lori. Lori will tell a 45 minute story about trying to choose between uh uh flaxseed milk and uh soy milk. So All like, right. well now that story's out. Uh, and I really hope you went flaxseed. Cross yeah. that off the list. Yeah. <laughs> no, but let, let let us check in with Lori. Go ahead, Lori. What's going on with you? Uh, well, let me start at ni- June 13th, 1986. Yeah. <laughs> um. I guarantee you also, Joe, I don't know how you feel, but I guarantee you Jay's quote unquote long story is going to be like, <laughs> I went here, this happened, the end. Sorry yeah, for all the yeah, adjectives. Yeah. Jay's <laughs> yeah. long story is going to be like a three minute story. And by We're the way, spending... it, it's going to be not only a three minute story, but it's going to be one where you want details. He's like, okay, yes. so I was jogging next to Michelle Obama. And then and... I found a dead body. Yeah. The end. What do you got going on, Joe? Yeah. So let's hear about Lori's talking about Marie Laveau. <laughs> <laughs> I saw she was your bloody podcast topic, and I was very interested because I went to New Orleans last year, mm-hmm. and her history was really... Any, oh, my God. Days? I thought we were checking in with me. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Sorry. What were you saying, Jen? Uh No, I, I uh, liked all the voodoo things, so I wanted to say good job on bloody podcasts. But anyway, go ahead, Lori. Thank you. No, oh, so wait, wait. Hold on for a second. So, Jay, you listened to Lori. It was a milestone episode. Lori's 100th episode. We, yeah. I listened. Lori was there. So obviously you listened. You have a, a vested interest in Marie Laveau. Go ahead. What, what was your favorite part of that episode? I'm waiting for um, La, La Lori. What's her name? Um, what was her first name? She's like, she was a, another major figure in New Orleans, like history and lore. Oh, like she, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, I think we, didn't we talk about her? She, uh, she, she killed a bunch of, uh, uh, her slaves, right? She kept a bunch of her slaves in the yes. basement or something. Yeah. Yes. I. Oh, so okay. I'll have to go to the back episodes. But yeah, it was. Congrats on 100 episodes. That's major. Oh, great. thank you. Amazing deflection by Jay. I admire it. Lori, go ahead and tell your story. Uh, so, uh, pretty cool guy just gave me a compliment about my podcast. So yeah. I'm kind of reeling from that. Uh-huh. No, just a uh, school whatnot. I applied to. Um, this is kind of a long story short. Applying for a master's program to special education. Could not for the life of me, uh, application was due Monday, could not for the life of me from Friday to Monday find special education as a master's program. 
called, emailed everything, finally got a hold of somebody on Monday, and they were like, you know, have you tried turning it off and on again sort of thing? And I was like, yes, I've tried everything. I've tried going on different browsers. I've tried doing this. I've tried doing that. So then finally they go, well, just apply for a different master's program, and we'll switch it over. That sounds That sounds like a reasonable plan. So I go and I apply for a different master's program. And as I'm entering information, I hit save. So I'm done with the application. And it says, oh, you, we have you listed as you live in Canada. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I was like, how? What, what? are you talking about? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry, that's not true. Um, you know, I was busy eating poutine. I spilled poutine all over my computer. <laughs> So I then have to get my address changed, and you can't do that without, like, calling admissions and records. It was a whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I applied to the credential program with a address in California. Like, I've applied to your school with mm-hmm. an address in California. Why would you think that I magically now am from Cal- Canada? Mm-hmm. And they were like, I don't know. You tell me. You tell me? Yeah. <laughs> So finally, this sounds like a really reputable master's program that you're applying for. (laughs) So finally, I'm just giving you the the short version. So finally, I get it all done. I submit it, everything. And uh, yeah, and now I'm now, uh, but I had to restart my whole application all over again. So I had to apply for the master's program twice. So did the application go through the, the second time, though? Yeah, I mean, she said she got it. The lady who looks at the image, she got it. She got all the other stuff I had to send. Um, <laughs> Cut to three months from now, Lori's in Vancouver because they think that that's where she's at. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I have studying. to move. I have to move to Vancouver yeah. just to get the. But it was also weird because it was like, so if I lived in Canada, I wouldn't be able to get a master's in special education. Like, why would that be? Why would they not want that? Like, it was just a weird. So that was a whole weird problem. And I had kept having to call people and be like, have you tried? Have you tried putting in special education in the search bar? And like, I just stopped myself from being like, oh, no, I did. I've been putting in flirbity gerbity. Like, why would I? Oh, my God. You totally busted it wide open. And I'm like, yes, I put. And I end up taking like screenshot after screenshot. And then me and this one guy. We're getting in like a passive aggressive screenshot off where he was sending a screenshot like I can find it easily. And I was sending a screenshot saying like, oh, weird, I can't find it. And so like. And now you know why Lori has not gotten a clubhouse invite. (laughs) (laughs) They said they're all for a Canadian. She's pretty passive aggressive. Well, I'm yeah, I'm dying to get a clubhouse invite to the thing that you keep telling me is not worth it. It's so not what exactly is Clubhouse? What? Why is that taking off? What is this? Uh, you know, I saw this great Twitter thread today about. It was really great, actually. About they're like, I love Clubhouse. Here's why it's going to fail, and it was a whole thread pinpointing all the reasons it was going to fail. Um, Clubhouse is an audio only app. Uh, it's also invite only. It's super popular with like tech bros. My whole point is. That if the the content is so shitty, and actually this thread addresses that, the content is so shitty on Clubhouse that actually I think if you put good content on there, it's actually because there are a ton of people who are on there but don't know where to go. So that if you actually put quality content on there, you could actually really do pretty well pretty quickly because it's, it's so starved for content. Um, well, you should do something. I do. I want to do it with you, but I can't trust that you're not going to fucking go out there and call someone a I'm dirty not Jew or go something. Out there. Just give me a friggin' invite, and I won't even go on it unless we're doing a show together. 
Yeah, but uh, well, you know what? I'm just gonna do it. I don't give a shit if she gets me banned because oh you know God. she tells someone to go take a crucifix and fuck himself. Then I will just deal, right? Why would I do that? What? What Again. is on? I feel yeah, yeah. Why? Why would I? I've already told my dad. Yeah. I don't need to tell anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, um. Yeah. So anyway. So. Uh, so that's your story, Lori. That's not a bad story. Actually, pretty short. Yeah, well, I I watered it down. I mean, there was a lot of, like, back-and-forth emails. You know, they do that thing, which I feel like a lot of tech people people do, where you go, I've done this, 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 and this. And they're like, okay, could you send me the make and model of your computer? And it's like, why? Why do you need that? Just help me. So, anyways. I've always found that with stuff like that, I've always found that having a person, a live person on the other side of the phone is so helpful because they're more willing to help you if you just are responsive to them. I don't know. Because if there's a form or something that's going on, once I get a live person, they're just like, let me do that on my end. But I guess you were having miscommunication. Yeah, but no, I I ended up Zooming with somebody. I Zoomed with the assistant of admissions and I showed her my screen, even though I had been screenshotting them to like God's end. Um, I showed her my screen. I showed her what I was looking at and I showed her everything I was doing step by step. And she was like, yeah, I don't know what's going on. So that's when she told me to try and apply for a different, uh, that was her nice way of saying no. (laughs) She was like, huh? Uh, you want to do a master's in special education, but you don't know how to use the application. Uh, maybe you should apply for a different master's program. <laughs> maybe this isn't the right program for you. Well, I did, I did like jokingly to... say, oh, sorry, Jay, what were you going to say? <laughs> We'd like to move forward with not accepting your application. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought, I thought that's what she was going to say when she sent me an email on Tuesday. She said like, oh, I got it and everything. And I literally thought she was going to be like, oh, we had to reject your application. Yeah. <laughs> we, couldn't, we couldn't accept it. Yeah. But, um. No, I I thought I I told her on the Zoom. I jokingly said like, if this is your guys's way of telling me I don't qualify, then you know, just let me know now. Yeah. And she was like, oh, we wouldn't do that. Like, very yeah serious. Yeah. Which is another thing. I had a group. Uh, we have a group assignment, which I never want to do another group assignment in the rest of my life. But I had to sit with all these other women, and I was just like, oh, if. If these people are a microcosm of what is going to be the kind of humor that I can expect in mm-hmm. going forward in teaching, I'm like, ooh, brother. Like, yeah. it's going to be rough. It's commendable that you want to be a teacher still given everything that goes. I Because I worked in a school for, I want to say, close to three years. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the thing that, and I thought I was going to get into education for a really long time. But between the uh, drills of um what do they call them? Lockdown drills, like mm-hmm. in case of school shooting. I mean, that enough. I was like, this is a real thing that we have to worry about. Mm-hmm. And we had a, one active because a guy robbed a bank near the school that I worked at in Culver City. Mm-hmm. And so we mm-hmm. went into lockdown. I'm like, this is it's it's like you leave kids locked out if you hear pounding on doors. And I was like, this is just sick that we have to worry about it. Yeah. But then the yeah. pay, the pays, you know, not comparable to anything that we have. So good job on still wanting to get into education. It's well, I'm getting into special education because of that reason, because, mm-hmm. you know, the pay is better and the class size is smaller and, you know, you have to deal with other things, but you definitely yeah. don't have to deal with a lot of the things that the other teachers have to deal with. So, yeah. Yeah. So Plus, I feel like it's a bunch of kids who have better sense of humor for the most part. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. 
So uh, yesterday I went to the supermarket. And I went to go – I was talking to Aiden on the phone. We went to the supermarket. I was going to go pick up some uh, boneless short ribs for a recipe I was making. So I went to Stater Brothers because Stater Brothers, you know, they they pride themselves on their amazing meat department. They have actual butchers on site. And I've, I do I do have a great meat department, I will say. We also remember, Joe, we have to get to Jay's long story. Oh, I know. So. That's why I'm getting next. Come on. I don't, Jay's yeah. story's going to take up the whole show. Yeah, it's going to so. be a full like, minute and a half, you guys. Yeah, I know. So, uh, anyway, so I uh, go there and I, and they're, so they have, the way it works is they have a, you know, two or three butcher butchers, and they're usually in the back cutting meat, but then they have a couple of twinks who stand in front and go like, oh, what can I get for you, you know? And I usually was going to ask them, but I, there was an actual butcher in the meat department looking for something. I don't know what he's doing. So I go up to him and I say, listen, butcher. I go, uh, I'm looking for boneless short ribs. And he goes, no, we don't, no, we don't carry boneless short ribs. No, no, no. I'm like, okay. So now I'm just looking at the meat and he goes, and he comes and he, he shows me, he brings me a, a chuck roast, a pot roast, essentially. And he says, uh, you know, we don't have, but, but this will be a good substitute. And I went, oh, it will be. I go, because I'm going to be braising it. Do you think, you know, I'm only braising it for two hours. Do you think this would be like, you know, a, a, a great substitute? And he's like, yeah, that's why I showed it to you. But like even dickier than that. And Aiden is like, oh, my God. He's in my ear. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't believe he just talked to you like that. And I go, and so I was like, okay, thanks. And he goes, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And I go, throw the meat at him. <laughs> I, I go, I'm going to talk to the manager. He goes, no, you're not. No, you're not. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He starts freaking out. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Right? And then I go to the front of the store, and just by coincidence, in the 15 items or less checkout, can we have one item? Is the fucking manager running a thing? I go, oh, just my luck, Right? And so there's like two people ahead of me, and I it's like, oh my god, are you really? No, you know, I'm so nervous. My heart is beating so fast. I can't believe you're going to say something. And I go, yeah, I'm going to tell you. Are you nervous? I go, I'm zero percent nervous. And he was like, oh my god, oh my god, nervous. Yeah, I'm are you nervous? And then and then I go, okay, there's one more person ahead of me. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh my god, oh my god. So then it's my turn, and I tell the guy, I go, hey, listen, Jose. I go, uh, uh, this butcher. I talk, I, I just had, he was, I go, I don't know that one. Yeah, neither do I. Uh, <laughs> I go, uh, <laughs> I love when Alexa pops up. <laughs> yeah, for no reason. I said nothing that would bring her up. So I go, uh, I go, hey, listen, butcher. No. I go, listen, Jose. I said, uh, you know, the, you're there, you have a butcher back there. He was so, unabashedly rude to me and he goes which one the short mexican one i go yeah he goes oh my god what happened and i tell him the story he goes oh my god i am so sorry i will talk to him right i legit thought he was gonna be like he's been dead for seven years <laughs> i thought he was gonna say well did he get you a good quality product because yeah. shut the fuck up yeah he's yeah. all like yeah. yeah well i mean he's kind of right he did fucking already tell you that yeah so um <laughs> yeah. so then he goes no no i'm so sorry i will talk to him Whatever. So I so then I I walk in maybe like a minute after I'm I'm checking out. I'm like hello, and then Aiden comes back. He goes, "Are you done?" I go, "Yeah." He's like, "I was cringing so hard, I had to put the phone down and walk away." 
I didn't want to hear it. I go, oh my Aiden, god. Aiden's acting like he's the one getting the complaint. Well, that's what he. That's what <laughs> yeah. he said. That's what he said. He goes, just because in what I work in, like just the thought of someone complaining about something that I did, I was just putting myself in that shoes and how it sucks for him. I go, one. I go, let me tell you a few things. I go, one. He was rude. Okay, one. Two. I go, nothing's gonna happen to this guy. The butcher is such a specialized job that the supermarket's not going to fire him, right? I go, three, they have such a strong union. Like, that's why the guy's a dick, because he knows nothing can happen to him. And I go, so, I mean, all I did was kind of annoy him for a minute when the manager told him, don't be rude to people. But there's nothing the manager, there's no teeth in what the manager can do to that guy. But he was was still shook about it. Like, this morning, the two of us were talking to John Paul and I told him to repeat the story, and he had even trouble repeating the story. He was so cringing still about it. What do you it. mean the two of you were talking to John Paul? That's what they do. Call? Yeah, they we... call, like, I call Joe, and Joe will call Aiden, and then they'll talk, They'll talk. both of them will talk to me. Mm-hmm. How come? I have no idea. Because <laughs> I always have to be doing a show, Jay. I always have to be doing a show. Okay. I never heard but... that. I mean, it just, to me, it's further proof that Aiden is, is meant for you because that story is the most boring story I've ever heard. <laughs> and Aiden was like, this is heart-stopping. Well, look, let me tell you something, Lori. I agree with you, but I will say, I'm not going to disagree with you. I'm sure it was a boring story. But what I will say is you in particular saying that is true because that's just for you called Monday. Yeah. You are so well, constantly first off, I would never go to the manager. I would just tell him right to his face that he's a shitty person. <laughs> That's why she found the story boring. Yeah. The customer, the, the, the person in me who's been a server, bartender, everything in like customer service is, yeah. I've always thought maybe they're just, I'm getting, giving the benefit of the doubt they're having just a shitty day. And I, I don't know if I would have gone to the manager just because I don't know what the person's going through. But I mean, an attitude like that, maybe he repeats himself constantly because people are always, not that I'm defending no, the no, guy. No. What's great is, again, just like we all got three different vaccines, we all have three different POVs. I'm like, look, I, yeah. was, I was never going to go out of the way and get the manager, if I'm being honest with you. I was mm-hmm. just like, oh, well, look at that. The manager just happens to be doing the checkout. Just know? right here. Yeah. He's right here. Yeah. Uh, and so I casually mentioned it. I was never going to go and then sit and wait for them to go get the manager. I'm not going to do all that, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Write a Yelp review. I kind of agree with Jay, though, like... He could have just been like, he's so tired of answering. Like, I remember when I used to work for K-Rock, they had a one-day concert. Okay? So remember this. One-day concert. Mm-hmm. And I was passing out flyers for people coming in Uh-oh. for the one-day concert. Yeah. Kira Sedgwick so, and Kevin Bacon were hanging out. Oh, yes. God. Yeah, God Kira forbid. Kira Sedgwick and Kevin Bacon came yeah. in. Okay. Uh, Elizabeth Banks was headlining. Yeah. So No. So it's a one-day concert. I am passing out flyer like a pamphlet or what like a thing that lets you know what bands are playing for this one day concert. Yeah. I was asked probably a million bajillion times, is this for today or for tomorrow? And or someone some one person said, Is this for is this for today or is this yesterday's show? Uh-huh. And I got so pissed because I was like, You guys bought tickets. Mm-hmm. You know that this is a one-day concert. Mm-hmm. So I just started answering people. They said, is this for today? I said, no, it's for yesterday. We're just giving you so you know what we, what was going on yesterday. Uh-huh. And one guy was like, you're a dick. And I was like, well, you're a moron. 
So we're both evenly matched. Once and I got pulled from that. From yeah, I wonder why. Once because again. I kept, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, honestly, like that, it was just like at, person after person after person after person. To the point where I was just like, I can't do this anymore. I can't yeah. answer this question mm-hmm. with the. <laughs> This this seems, the, the, person, this, the person who called Lori a dick is the one who's doing the application for masters now. Yeah, and and, and also seems like the kind of temperament I would want someone working with my special education, <laughs> special needs child. But see, she doesn't like the hearing thing. the same question over and over again. No, but here's the thing: I get that though. Like that's why I like working with these kids because I get I get them. I get why they. But for fully fledged like functioning members of society who ask those stupid questions, I'm like, you are a fucking idiot. See, and the pivoter in me would say, here's your um, list for today. That way people wouldn't ask me if it's for today or tomorrow. Mm-hmm. No, but then I would say that. I would go, here's here's the here's the bands that are playing today. Oh, is this the list that was for tomorrow? And then I get a I little just, sassy. literally like, just said today. today. You stupid bitch. Yeah. You stupid bitch. <laughs> yeah. And I'd slap so. All right. Well, now here we are. We are so ready for uh, Jay Ellis's uh, super long story. Yeah. Um, Jay, are you ready? Yeah. If you guys are, stop me if you have questions. Because I haven't. (laughs) I was jogging with Michelle Obama and I Mm -hmm. saw a dead body. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. Okay, so the last time that we talked, I think I was telling you guys I had a very heavy audition week because LA is kind of kicking back into gear. So Mm -hmm. it was um, a couple commercials, a hosting one, and a short film. So I was sending out auditions and I heard back from one that I got the job. So this was... uh, Two weeks ago on a Friday. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> Hold on to that. So okay. on a Friday, the casting people call and they say, we're checking your avail, which is like just making sure that you're still able to shoot on the days that we have, which is going to be the upcoming Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So this was last week. Okay. Joe? Oh, yeah. okay. I thought Joe was going to ask something. No. Nope. Okay. So I said, yep, I'm available for all those days except, um, oh no, I'm, I'm, I'm good all those days. So they say, okay, great. They put me in uh, communication with the producer and the script that they, the important thing to know is like they asked me if I have teleprompter experience, which when I worked for after buzz TV, they had a whole segment, like a room where every week they did news kind of like headlines in the story about uh, new TV shows that were coming out. Um, they didn't really deal with like celebrity gossip or anything, but it was a thing that was teleprompter heavy. So they trained us how to read teleprompter. So it's like a major thing that I have on my resume, which a lot of people don't have. Because when you're reading teleprompter, it's hard to make it sound a little bit more natural and kind of have a flow and whatever. So they emphasize, like, we need you to know teleprompter. And so for the audition, it was a lot of copy. So I talked to the producer, and she reinstates, we really want to make sure that you have teleprompter experience because auditions are all virtual now. So she couldn't really put me to the test in the room. And I said, yes, I'm good. And she says, okay, great. I'm going to send you the script. Um, and if you can just make sure that you have... The, the, the natural beats of the, the copy. So that way on Monday we can go through, we'll use teleprompter and you'll be great. Okay, perfect. So Saturday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I'm looking at the script. I'm not memorizing, but I'm reading it out loud and I put it in my own teleprompter app. So that way I can make sure that I have like the hard beats down. Like I know that this word's coming up next. So don't stop and make it sound like it's a natural conversation. Okay. Monday I get there and I go, I'm sitting, um, they pick out wardrobe. They're doing hair. And one of the other producers who I didn't talk to says, um, we, I heard that you're really great with copy and I'm not going to say their name, but we'll call her like Sarah. Sarah said that you memorized 
um, the first two modules. And I go, no, I actually was told that it's teleprompter and just to be familiar with the beats. So then the other producer goes, okay, well, um, we've tried teleprompter with other people. They get really frustrated. The clients get really frustrated because they can tell people are reading from the teleprompter. So we really wanted you to memorize. And I said, well, that wasn't communicated to me and I, I don't have it memorized at all. I'm just going to be straight up honest with you. She goes, okay, well, we're going to try it with teleprompter. Um, and we'll just see if they can catch it that you're working with. Great. So we get to the first scene and I read all the way through on a teleprompter and it's like a full page of dialogue and read through the teleprompter. Everybody's like, yay, that was great. Good job. So then I, they're, uh, speaking to the client who's being, um, what's the word, like kind of conferenced in to my audition so they can see everything that's going on. And I, they're speaking Portuguese because it's a second language uh, module thing where they're they're teaching business terms in English. So they, they said, can he speak slower? I said, yeah, of course, just adjust the teleprompter. I can make the adjustments because I talk fast normally anyway. So they do it. They say, great, good job. And then they say, we really just want to see you without the teleprompter. So can you read until you don't have it memorized? And, I, and I'm on camera still, so I'm standing in front of my like my mark. And I go, um, I actually don't have any of it memorized. And the producer slams her laptop down and comes over to me and she goes, you better not say that you don't have it memorized because they think that you're off book. And we told them that you could do this because you're great with copy. And I go, what? what is going on? I said, I, I said, I talked to you earlier that I don't have anything memorized, that it's all on teleprompter. And I kind of thought that that's what you guys were wanting, especially since it was emphasized in the breakdown that you need teleprompter experience. Yeah. And she goes, well, like I said, we're trying to get away from it. And they think that you're too reedy. Like you're looking like you're reading the teleprompter. And I said, okay. And she goes, well, we're going to give you 15 to 20 minutes. If you can memorize this first page, like go outside and go learn it. And I'm already like crumbling because this (sighs) is just not part of the agreement. So I get so nervous and they're running a skeleton crew because it's COVID. So we had the two producers uh, camera guy, the DP, sound, and lighting. So it's like bare bones there. And they kicked everybody else out. They don't need anybody. So I am like outside for 15 minutes trying my hardest to memorize. But you know when you have to memorize something, nothing is absorbing. Like it's just yeah. bouncing off your brain. So I feel I'm just like a wreck. I'm thinking, I, I, this is terrible. I'm going to get fired. I've never been fired from a shoot. Like I am going through all these different scenarios. And I'm already like, they're going to fire me. I'm, I'm just, I'm done. So I come back in. And I, I am able to memorize the first two paragraphs, which is very different because – am I talking too much? No, not at all. <laughs> okay. It's interesting. It, it Normally oh, – It's ahead. a lot of writing though, right? It's a lot of like – and it's just you. I wish I had the example to hold up, but it is – it's not like a normal script, which is like Lori says this, and then I say this, and then there's like the blocking, the, the yeah. action lines. It's just – it's straight up paragraphs. How – Joe spends like a solid 10 minutes telling a story about roast and he's kicking you off for it. Yeah, it's my, it's my yeah. No, but what, so when I memorize something, I memorize it by, I'm actually able to memorize it by like uh, the word, the, what happens before it. So when it, it, I find it, I have a hard time doing big block of, of quotes because when it's just one line, you know, you say something and then I go, oh, I know I have to respond, you know. So I get, mm-hmm. I, I memorize through context almost. Yeah, yeah but Lori's so only talking be... from her experience. She's, she's known as the world's most renowned Boo Radley performer. So when she goes around the country playing Boo Radley, then that's where she has to memorize those four lines that she has. And 
yeah yeah that's what yeah it's very different from a script because no yeah half the time you're you're listening for the response that you're supposed to give and it it jogs your memory of what you should be saying so this and i can give you example because now it's etched in my head so it's like so before we learned about two cognitive processes, which is uh, divergent and convergent thinking. But let's think about this. If we have, and it's just, it's a lot of terms that are, now I'm off the script. Oh, it's a that's lot of crazy. Like, business yeah. terms. So it's just, there's a lot of innovation. There's a lot of creative and each sentence has the same words over and over, just in a different order. So in my head, I'm just like, I'm blurring all of these lines together. And that's so, so weird that they wouldn't want you to read it. Cause it just seems like who gives a shit, you know, yeah. like, oh, that's so weird. Yeah. So then I come back in and I'm able to get through the first two paragraphs, like, honestly, no problem. And I'm kind of shocked. But then I go, and that's all that I have. And again, she comes over and she says, you cannot, she's like clapping your hands. You cannot say that when your mic is live because they're hearing you and they want to know that you can be off book. And so I step off the camera and I go, can I talk to you over here then? And I ask the, the sound guy to like unmic me. And I said, I, I am not prepared for this. I did not know that we were doing memorization. I can try to get as much copy as I can, but I don't want to waste people's time. I was told that it was teleprompter. So that's the experience that I'm bringing. And I kind of thought that's the reason I got the job. And she said, um, okay, let me talk to them. I get that because that's the expectation. But for the rest of the week, we want you off book. And this is seven pages of the same thing. So I'm like, oh my God, like this is, this is insane. So then they put the teleprompter up. We do all of day one, no problem. Like it's, it's totally okay. Um, with the teleprompter, they they accept that that's how it's going to be for the first day. So we knock out two modules. And then as I'm wrapping up, I'm getting my stuff together. And I go to um, Sarah, the you know fake name, the first producer. Kira Cedric. Said, Let's call yeah, Kira, Kira Cedric. I, I tell Kira, um, I I want to tell you that I can memorize this stuff tomorrow, like by in four hours, because we it was a 12 hour shoot date. So I was supposed to be, you know, asleep and back the next day at like eight in the morning. But there's no way I can memorize this. I just, what, that's not the expectation that I had from you guys. And she said, um, okay, well, you told me you were good with copy. The only other thing I can think of is giving you an in-ear monitor, which I don't know if you've ever had that, but it, it's saying lines and then you just repeat the lines. And we did yeah. that at After Buzz too. We had producers in our ear. We had the live chat and we're talking into a microphone. So I have that experience too. And I said, okay, but still like, what's wrong with the teleprompter? Like, they're not saying I'm I'm reading. They're just saying that I was talking too fast. But if you guys slow down the teleprompter, I would totally be comfortable. She goes, let me talk to them. Maybe if you can memorize just a few chunks of it, and then we can do the teleprompter after, uh, we can do that. So, oh my God, this sounds so convoluted. I come home and I'm, my stomach's like a pit. Like I just feel like I totally wasted everybody's day. And I'm like, I cannot, I've Tell never about had it. a job like this. Huh? Nothing. Go ahead. I just feel like it's it's the worst I've ever performed. And I'm just like, I'm not prepared for that. Mm-hmm. So they end up having to take Tuesday off because it's going to be an outdoor location and it was a rainy week. So she said, we're actually going to reschedule so that it's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday instead. So take today and memorize. And I go, you know what? And I call my agent and I said, um, I, <laughs> I'm not a tattletale, but they're wanting me to do this. I thought the expectation was teleprompter. That's what I was submitted for. Like, what do you think I should do? And my agent, I love her. She goes, uh, fuck that. That's not part of the agreement. So I'm going to call them and see what's going on. And so I felt like hide behind the oh, big well, agent. Good, good for her yeah. though. I'm glad well, that your agent was supporting you. Well, and Paul's telling me, he's like, that's what you're, that's what she's paid to do. Like, she's the one who should be dealing with this. They should not be talking to you about this. And I'm like, that's true. But at the same point, like, it seems like, 
kiddish to pull somebody in, but it just wasn't, there was no communication happening. But I think honestly, Jay and I, you know, we haven't gotten to the end of the story, but I think that's why they did it. They came to you because they knew, oh, we can come to him and he'll just say yes. Cause you know, he's a nice, you know, person and we can just sort of say, Hey, you got to do this. Yeah. That's what agents are for. Agents are meant to be bitches and bat and assholes. Yeah. Well, so she calls and she says they're going to do teleprompter um, when you when you go there on Wednesday. So just they said to go back to the original plan. They're going to talk to the client. So I go great, fantastic. My Tuesday, I feel like lighter. Like I'm just able to focus again and like whatever. I'm not straight. I was making flashcards of the script, just trying to like memorize it and hammer it in. I'm like, I feel like I'm back in college. Yeah. So then Tuesday night, I get a text from Sarah, the original producer, saying. Hey, we talked to your agent. We, we cannot get approval for the teleprompter. So get back to memorizing. That's a text. And I go, did you, did you call your agent? I, and I, no, well, yes, but no, not right then. And I said, um, this isn't, I, I'm really sorry to do this to the crew, but I'm not going to do it. Like that's just out of my comfort zone. I'm not going to be able to memorize. Um, I'm going to let my agent know that I'm going to drop out of the project. So I, I text my agent because it was late. It was like 10 o'clock at night when that text happened. And she gets back to me immediately and she goes, no problem. I'll work it out. So the next morning I wake up and she said, they're only going to pay you for, because it was supposed to be a four day shoot. They're going to pay you for two days and they're going to leave the other two days on the table. And I said, happy to do it. Like, so it's the first time I've ever had to quit a job, but I just felt like stone, like rocks were in my stomach. Yeah, that's bullshit. And then the, pro- the producer called me again on Wednesday and they said, if we were willing to do, um, if we can move the shoot to next week, do you think you can memorize by then? They really want your look. They like how you look and your performance, but they want you to be off book. And I said, please don't call me again. I'm not going to, I'm not in the project anymore. And that was, that was the end of it. So I don't know if I burned a bridge, but at that point I was just kind of, I was kind of done. Speaking well, of you may uh, have burned bridge a bridge burning. with the, yeah. um, you know, the, what, what were the people they were? The producers. The, no, the but client. what were, what was the client? He was what? Like, Port- well, well, Portuguese. The, you yeah, might have burned the bridge with the Portuguese businessmen, but you know, I mean, that—that's the producer's fault. I have a feeling that the producers are being overly, you know, uh, careful with how they deal with things, and so I have a feeling that probably the the client was just like, yeah, just you know, slow it down a little bit, and they were like, well, you know, it would be better as if he was off book. Yeah. The so. unfortunate thing is I don't know Portuguese. So I don't know exactly what was saying. Cause I'm just like, I felt nobody was making eye contact me on that day of set. Cause they're, they could tell. And the problem is that they, I'm not the first person to come in and do this. I guess that they do this to every actor that comes in and nobody comes back to work with them because they put such pressure. They said people have cried, people quit people. Um, they've done the in-ear monitor thing and that's worked for them. And I'm like, so obviously something's wrong from the top. Like there, yeah. there needs to be a change in structure because what you guys are doing, it's not really working. Yeah. So I don't know. It just felt, I, I felt like I was being gaslit into thinking I was wrong with my preparation, which no. it just, it didn't feel. So anyway, that was last week and I was able, I was able to drop it quickly, but I just feel, I, I just never given up a gig like that. And it just felt so like nasty to me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then I, I, I and get then what I you're saying. With Michelle Obama. <laughs> I had a, I had a, uh, a random gig, uh, this woman, I did a, a Jewish, uh, oh, like a Chabot house. Mm-hmm. I did a, a 
comedy show at a Chabad house. And this woman came up, like emailed me and was like, I saw you at this Chabad house and I thought you were really funny. And I was interested in if you would want to do a thing for my family. And that started like a year long thing where she would email me and ask me to do a show or an improv class or something. And I would improv class for her family. Yeah, we did. I did an improv class for this girls girls center for the Jewish community center. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I like the improv class, I would get there and I brought a friend to help me teach the class and everything we tried to do. They didn't want the boys to perform with the girls. They didn't. And I was just like, well, then why didn't you separate it? Why? Why? You know, why is it up to us? And I would get this like page long email afterwards about everything I did wrong and everything that was offensive and one time they wanted me to do a, a improv show as a celebration for a Jewish holiday that I can't remember. And they wanted me to do a slideshow. And I was like, I, I am a, a, <laughs> an a atheist Catholic who, you know, comes from German English descent. I have no idea what this holiday is about. So I put together as best of a slideshow as I possibly can. And she goes, Oh, it's completely wrong. She wouldn't give me any kind of context for what the holiday was about. I had to Google it and look it up all on my own. And it was just one of those things where every single time she would hire, and it was just like eventually, after the whole thing with the slide with the uh, slideshow thing, when she asked me to do another show, I go, "It's clear that we don't work well together. You know, you don't. You, there's something about me. I don't know why you're trying to like work warp me into your your puzzle piece, but it's clear that." I don't mesh with you. Mm-hmm. So I just stopped answering your emails after that. Cause I was just like, I just, I can't, I can't keep doing this. So yeah. yeah. Well, I feel, you know, it's just like the, the thing that goes with the job is I've always tried to be professional. It just felt like I was not working on the same wavelength. And I've just never had that miscommunication with somebody where I just felt like I was not. Yeah. But that's or something. That's I don't know. not just, you. Yeah. That's not you, though. That's the producers. It's so weird yeah. that, you know, like, we, that we're kind of in sync and that I have to quit a gig tomorrow. I was doing a gig as a favor for a friend, you know? And the client has been, like, very screamy and yelly and rude to me in these meetings. So I'm going to email tomorrow and quit. And, but it What's was. What's the gig? Can you talk about it? No. Okay. But. Uh. It was. I'm working for Lori's be, mom. <laughs> are you going to be uh, like honest? Are you going to say that this is the problem? Because how else do it's the butcher all over? How do these people learn that they're doing something wrong if we don't address it? I think because this friend was rec- this person was recommended by a mutual friend, and so I have to play this weird political thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just going to keep it vague. I'm just going to say that there are personal conflicts, and I can't do it. I've already found the replacement and everything like that. So it's going to be a. Do they, a does the replacement transition. know that they're walking into a mind zone? Yes. Minefield? Yeah, a minefield. And they're Wait okay a second. with that. Yes. They're, Joe, they're, you just well, offered me a job yeah. the other day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I hired Lori. A chicken chick gig. Yeah. The person, yeah needs, it's, the person needs help applying for a master's program. Is that your impersonation of me? <laughs> yeah. No. It was my share. It's my Chad Michaels doing share. Oh, okay. Chicken chick gig. You did tell me to be prepared to be to go through a mind zone. Yeah, and I was like, I don't know what that. Well, it's me and my new is. gay so club the that I'm. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The the mind zone. It's a gay club I'm opening up uh, this week. <laughs> it actually would probably kill. Mind it's zone. a gay club, but it's on an active minefield. Yeah. So. Well, actually, the Jewish woman that hired Lori heard because she heard mind zone, and because Lori was like, "I'm I'm German," 
Now I'm going to go work in a mine zone. You know? And she's like, oh my god. What's that? That's uh-huh. why. That's what happened. So anyway, uh, Laura, do you have any other stories? Do you have any other stories from this past couple of weeks? We haven't seen you in a couple of weeks. Um, I had my college advisor kind of got on my on my ass about something, but I feel on my like zone? I, on my zone mm-hmm. about something. But I feel like um, I feel like it was partially my fault, but then also partially not my fault. All right, that. Makes With no most sense. things in life, yeah. If you had to give a percentage, yeah, yeah, that's a good. That's give? a good question, Jay. I would say sixty forty. Sixty percent your fault. Sixty percent my fault. Forty percent not my fault. Can you tell us what the problem was? Yeah, so it's twofold. So the first part was we have because I'm student teaching, we have this portfolio that we have to create. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you everything that that was my fault, and then I'll tell you why I think that part of it wasn't my fault. Mm-hmm. So we have this portfolio we have to create. And I didn't create it in the correct way. There's um, a certain way that you have to create, you have to label things. And there's a certain way you, there's certain folders you have to have in the portfolio. And I didn't do it that, I didn't do it the correct way. And on top of that, um, there are these weekly activities that I had to do that I didn't, that I didn't do. And then um, uh, by the due date, and then I had uh, observation. I have to re- record a lesson every week, and then we have an observation. And I had an uh, observation last week that I missed. So she got really upset with me. And then we did a makeup observation yesterday, and I couldn't. The video that I uploaded didn't work, and the um, and then she, I didn't. I couldn't access the Zoom that she she had. So. By That's the all way, the things that she's talking about forty percent that yeah. you give her the blame. Yeah, so yeah. that's all the stuff I did. Okay? Well, this was talking about Lori's observational humor chunk. She's like, "Why is it called nutrition? It's not new. They should call it old nutrition." Like, oh God! <laughs> it's sixty percent my fault. It's been around forever, you know. Yeah, we're, we're not learning new things. Yeah. Why is it called a master's degree? It's too close to masturbate. Yeah. How can you be a ma- it's a, a degree? They should call it a yeah. smart green, not degree. <laughs> Do I get slaves at the end of the master? <laughs> that was my racial yeah. stuff. That's when I got canceled. Um, so the. So this Jew asked me to work for her, and she's like, uh, hey, we're having a big Simchat Torah celebration. I want you to come here and do some great improv for Simchat Torah. And I'm like, what do you mean? And she's like, I want you to play Mount Sinai in this uh, Simchat Torah thing. I'm like, yeah. Jewish? Jewish? I did say that. I said, do you wish you had me? Yeah. Still. Okay. I'm going to sidestep all of this. Yeah. And I do want to ask a follow-up because I don't know if I got the, the answer. Yeah. What was the slideshow? What did she want you to put together for that? So it was Picture? a slideshow of like, I forgot what holiday it was. But I mean, honestly, I wish I still sa- I wish I saved it. Why it are people like constantly this- hiring for you for holidays that you're unaware of? But- what is this? What is, what's on your business card? 
It was it was something I know it was in the spring. So whatever Jewish holiday is in the spring. Um, Purim. but it was like it's Purim. Essentially- it's Purim. Purim, that's right. Thank Purim. You. So it was the story of Purim. It was like supposed to be like a kid slideshow for the story of Purim. And what I ended up doing because oh, and then the, I remember the first thing I did was I found a video on YouTube about the story of Purim, but she didn't want a video. She wanted She's slides. Like, I done that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She wanted slides with a narration. They never paid me all this money. Let me show you this YouTube video I found. That'll be oh. 75 bucks. By, by the way, she gave me like, she gave me like 50 bucks and I got a speeding ticket on the way there. Uh-huh. So. Yeah, that's called karma. That split 60, 60% yeah. your fault, 40% her. Yeah. yeah, that was 60, 60, 40. I told yeah. the, I told the officer and he was like, I don't, I don't know who these people are. Oh, uh, you're going to owe me $10 um, for this? I'll purr him. I don't even know her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can purr him this ticket, purr him your signature right here and sign this ticket. Um, <laughs> I enjoy Lori's stories because they're just so like, <laughs> like, where did this woman come from? And yeah. The fact that you did multiple jobs for her. Yes. It's multiple <laughs> times. Well, because see, the thing is, is like, I was dumb, obviously. And it was, she was the only person paying me any money. But it was like then you get to the point where it's like it's not really beneficial because the the money the time you're spending and the yeah. stress and the travel is yeah. is way more than the money. But it was just the idea of getting paid to do comedy of any mm-hmm. kind was so mm-hmm. alluring that you know I jumped at the chance. But yeah, yeah. it was it was <clears throat> it was bad. Are you okay? Yeah, I just choked on some gum. <laughs> She's here. That was sixty percent the gum's fault. Yeah, it was sixty forty. Sixty percent my fault. But then she's gonna get another piece of gum and chew it again, even though she constantly coughs on it. <laughs> but um, so the advisor, the reason why it was such a, a pain in the ass is that we moved. So we moved from Google Drive. We had everything last semester was on Google Drive, and then we moved to the OneDrive. I'm I'm well, actually confused which story we're on. If I'm being honest with you, it's the the. Uh, long story short, I'll just get to the the whole thing. Everything changed, okay? <laughs> and I'm <Yeah>. not aware. <laughs> Isn't that yeah. every story, Lori? <laughs> everything. Let me cut changed. to the chase. Everything changed. See you later, everybody. Everything changed. I got her happy. All right, bye. Okay, yeah. So here's the deal. So Luke Skywalker, he finds this robot. Everything changes. The end. It's the Rebel forces. Our Death Star blows up. Okay, see you, everybody. Yeah. All right. Bye. Um. So I got a little pissy with her. No, I feel that that's that's always the second act. You know, uh, uh, point that we're gonna twist on. Lori get pissy with them. Uh. So I got a little pissy with her, and I didn't want to be mean to her because Mm -hmm. I knew at least that much would be um would be wrong. So what I did is I went back into the well of uh, waspy white woman passive aggressive behavior that I uh, that I have been born and bred into, and basically, long story short, it all culminated with she had given she had given me in August of last year a Zoom link, mm-hmm. right? She yeah. this semester she was using the same Zoom link. Which I didn't know. I thought it was going to be a different Zoom link. Because it's a different class. So she said, you had the Zoom link. You should have known. Blah, blah, blah. So I said, okay. 
fine. That's, you know, that's fine. That's what it is. So then uh, I sent her, so I've been having issues. Like everybody has issues with uploading their videos. Nobody can upload them. So everybody's been uploading YouTube links of of their videos uh, of the lessons. So they've been having a real issue because people have been recording their classrooms and putting kids in the videos and you you can't, it's illegal. You can't do that. So she was like, well, I don't want to I don't want to watch your video because I'm worried that there's going to be a kid in the video. And I said, well, there's a good way you can find out if there's going to be a kid in the video is watch my video because I went through it and made sure that there wasn't a kid in the video. Oh my God. If I would have known this, I would have done whatever I could to hack into your computer and just have every so often, like, like uh, the little kid from Sixth Sense walk by or something like that. What's his name? Add children, add clips of kids. Yeah. yeah. So there's a password that you give out for the video, uh, for the drive, for the folder, and it's the same password I used for the last semester. So she goes, okay, what's the password? And I said, well, you have it. I gave it to you last year, so you should still have it. <laughs> and she said, uh, she said, I don't have it. And I said, oh, well, I'm so sorry. I really wish you would have saved it. And did not offer it to her. And she goes, well, I can't watch your video. And I said, well, you wanted me to save the Zoom link. I don't see why it's any different for you not to save the password. And she goes, she goes, well, I, she goes, are we going to have a problem? And I said, no, just as soon as you remember the Zoom link or the password, I will be fine. We can watch the YouTube video. And she and so then she goes, I, I don't like your tone. And I said, I'm, I have absolutely no tone, no tone whatsoever. I just would appreciate if you would remember things from last semester as well. If you're, if you're asking me to remember things from last semester. And she said, well, do you want a different advisor? And I said, I would prefer an advisor who would remember things correctly and so that's then that. she said well why don't i talk to your professor and then we'll 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 talk we'll have a meeting and i said are you going to remember it or are you going to forget it like you did the password and that was it i'm gonna make Corey my new manager my new agent do you get a lot of emails that start with per our last email Lori? i i send a lot of emails that's a per per our last email. Can you yeah. imagine just a camera following Lori around just on her day? Like it just starts with you know it starts with yelling at the Del Taco person and just ends with yelling at her aunt and that's the whole day. Uh, I'm going to tell you another story which is going to prove it. But um, uh, my aunt loves McDonald's like Joe. I think my aunt and Joe are the same person because they're both. Very fat. And, uh, <laughs> I've seen their vaginas. So, and we both run out bottomless in the middle of the night. Yeah. So, um, oddly enough, Joe, your mouth right now looks exactly like my aunt's vagina. I'm just mm-hmm. going to throw that out there. So, <laughs> it's it's the Belsia Pulsia, as yeah. I like to say. I just love that you have so, such an accurate um, memory of your aunt's vagina. It's in burned into my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, because it was very hot. <laughs> what? I don't know why I keep going down this road. It's grossing me out. I don't know why I keep doing this. It's making me nauseous. <laughs> a real sexual awakening. 
Can you imagine so, like the ugh. step, the, the porn, the family porn that Lori and her aunt make? No, I can't. I'm sorry. I'm, now, play. now, yeah. all four fudge pops that I had before the show are starting. To come. Like the sequel to whatever happened to Baby Jane. So my aunt loves. <laughs> yes, except for it's just two Baby Janes. Yeah. Before stardom, it's like whatever happened thing. to Baby Huey. Yeah, whatever happened to that? Those two women who watched whatever happened to Baby Jane. Yeah. Um. So my aunt loves fi- fry, uh, fish fillet Fridays, and so she because every Friday they have fish fillet. Oh. So she goes. She well, no, no, no. Her. They have oh, hold on. They have fillets of fish every day, but during Lent, uh, fillet of fish fillets of fish are like a dollar or something like that. They're really cheap. Yeah, Fridays. they're really cheap. Yeah. Oh. So she okay. gets like four of them. Mm-hmm. So I've gone to this McDonald's twice, three, two or three times now, and I'll say, can I get four filet of fish, a French fry, and a large Diet Coke? And yeah, filet of fish, is it fried? It is, yes. sure is, yeah. In yes. a burger bun. Yes. Yeah, with some tartar sauce. All things okay. you would never eat. I'm, I'm just looking at it right now. I'll take, it doesn't sound... I'll take three ingredients Jay would never put in his mouth. Yeah, I just never. I don't think it, it's like a fish and chip, but on a bun. Well, yeah, no chip either. But a thousand times oh, more, yeah. a thousand times more unhealthy. Okay, all right. Um, so I I say, can I get you know four fillet fish, a French fry, diet coke? That's usually what my aunt gets on Fridays. So I go to the second window, and you know, they do that thing where they display it on the screen and then they take it away right away and they go, does everything look correct on the screen? And I'm like, I don't, I didn't see the screen. And the guy goes, just come to the, the first window. So I go to the first window and he goes, okay, so I have a filet of fish, a fried fry, and a Diet Coke. I said, no, it's four filet of fish. And he goes, four filet of fish. Okay. And so then I go to the second window and they only hand me four filet of fish. So I said, no, I got a four filet of fish, a French fry, and a Diet Coke. And they said, well, we only charge you for four filet of fish. And I said, okay, well, I ordered four filet of fish, a French fry, and a Diet Coke. <laughs> so then I do I do the same thing the next Friday. Four filet of fish, French fry, Diet Coke. They do two filet of fish, a um, small french fry and a Diet Coke. And I asked the guy to repeat it to me at the first window. I said, repeat the order to me. And he said, four filet of fish, a french fry and a Diet Coke. Large french fry Diet Coke. I get to the second window and they say, well, we charged you for a regular Coke, two filet of fish and a small fry. And I never asked for the receipt. So I was like, well, regardless of whether or not you charged me, that's what I ordered. So I want that. And the guy... The guy last Friday was like, well, that's what we charged you, so you're going to have to go back around and order again. And I said, nope, I'm going to stay here until you give it to me. I'll pay for it. I'll pay for the whatever's left over, but I want the order. And I just sat there and stared at him. And then, like, I want to say 10 minutes went by, but it was probably, like, two minutes. And he goes, you know, I could call the police. And I said, good, call the police. Joe, do you think that they see her car coming and they say, what can we do today to fuck with her? Look, here's the deal. But I'm just letting you know, the reason why I tell that story is that I never order food that I'm going to eat from that McDonald's because I know for a fact that it's probably been messed with. Yeah, yeah. So I just give it all to my aunt. Lori, there's a very simple solution. As one McDonald's fan to another, 
Well, you're not a McDonald's fan. To uh, uh, who live with a McDonald's fan, this could all be solved in the app. Just order through the app. No, because they the have app, app? they yeah. can screw up the app too. I've never had them screw up the app order. Now, granted, I don't go to this particular McDonald's. You know, I go to McDonald's where they have live shootings in front of it. I go to the McDonald's where the other day I went there and a guy got out in front of me and, and was like screaming about he didn't get two ice creams. But they don't mess my order up. You know. Uh, by the way, I don't want to be the grammar Nazi, but uh, it's fillets o fish. Anyway, uh, so uh, fillets of fish. Yeah, I don't wow. think I've ever I've, I've heard of it, but I don't think I ever knew that it was okay. Jay, we get it that you're thin and you've never heard of fillet of fish. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know McDonald's menu very well, though. Like, okay. I don't know. All right. Yeah, obviously, you're wearing a tank top. successfully. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> I like. Don't know about I prefer their breakfast if I was going to go there. Yeah, all right. I do too, to be honest with you. Yeah. I, I prefer their breakfast. Let me tell I you like this. their two sausage burritos. Let me tell you, just today, I bought a special device that I can stick in my air vent so it holds the sauce for chicken McNuggets. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Have you seen that? What do you mean? It's, sure. it's like a dipper. You put it in your air vent so you can yeah, put I'll, the little I'm gonna, dippers I'm gonna, in. I'm going to send it so to Jake. Can... I, just, I just ordered this right now. I just ordered this right now, and, and so, it's made for McDonald's specific. No, no, no. Sauce. I think I no, think, just for any kind yeah. of chicken finger dipping sauce kind yeah. of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna send. I'm gonna put it in. I'm gonna put it right here. The link right here. There's a notes thing on Zencaster. I'm gonna put it right there. That I'll put it so in dangerous. Discord. I'm gonna put it in Discord as well. Don't worry. Oh yeah, because well, we live there. on the edge. Yeah. Okay, there you go. So anyway, uh, so yesterday. Ooh, ooh, I might get those. Yeah, isn't that cool? Oh, yeah. But no, you have to pour the sauce in. No, you don't pour the sauce into no, it. No, you just put the sauce into it. It just fits in. Yeah. You oh. just put the packet down. Yeah. It's actually nice because what I like to do before I get go into my house is I like to sit in my car and eat mm-hmm. and just lightly cry <laughs> and think about how my life has really not taken the turn that I hope it was. And yeah. I'll probably die alone. Yeah. So. Uh-huh. That's what I like to do. I know that we're we're going over, but I do have a question. How Joe, I know that you get your coffee at McDonald's, but do you eat there daily? I do, but 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 and this has been a tradition since Fat Camp. I get a very I get the same thing every single time. Uh, I only eat breakfast and it's the same breakfast and it's mm-hmm. only 300 calories. I'm sure it's 4000 grams of sodium, but it's only 300 yeah. calories. I get an egg McMuffin and a Diet Coke. Look, l- listen to this. Watch. I'm going to show you. Let me tell you how annoying this is. Look at my phone right here. Ready? Yeah. There's a glare on or- it. Picture. Order breakfast. On your app? Oh. Wait, hold on. And What's Lori, how mean? often? Okay, so McDonald's is coming up for What's you. It? And for it says, the- order one Egg McMuffin and one soda. Mm-hmm. And then I just hit so it. So it is your order. Mm-hmm. I actually have been pretty, uh, I wouldn't say great, but I've been pretty predictable because of my schedule. Mm-hmm. What I usually do is I'll go, I'll go to Starbucks for breakfast. Mm-hmm. I get a tall, uh, cold brew, black, unsweetened with light ice, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a bacon and Gouda sandwich, mm-hmm. cinnamon bagel with cream cheese, a PB and J protein pack. What? And that's my, though, that's my food up until about noon. Oh, okay. So that's what I eat from, which like is eight, called I have, lunch. 
She goes, yeah. I, I do this special thing where I order uh, a raspberry bagel, you know, a, a PB&J protein pack, which makes it sound healthy, which it's not. I get a bacon and Gouda sandwich, a black coffee, and then that will, t- that will carry me over till noon. <laughs> no, so I – but usually most of the time I keep the PB&J protein pack for the following day. Yeah, okay. So I get – I have it like every other day depending on my schedule. Tuesdays are my long days. So when I student teach, I do uh, – I le- usually leave around 1130. Uh, Wednesdays are earlier because we have shorter times. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'll usually leave around 10, 1030. Yeah. To Monday, one, Monday, Thursday, Friday, I leave 11. Eleven mm-hmm. thirty, and then Tuesdays I leave like one one thirty. So, do, do you do your bagel with cream cheese? What I do is I, because I, I'm lazy, I'll just dip it in the cream cheese. So I fold it and then I like ram it in. Okay. And then I, I and then I immediately put it in my mouth. Mm-hmm. The- I've been having this really weird thing lately where I feel like I'm gonna choke on any food that I have. So I can't, I have to take really tiny bites and I can only swallow if I have liquid. So um, it went away for a bit. Which is how a normal back. person eats, by the way. She goes, no, I, I mean, do you're this not weird thing to swallow. where I you're take not normal with your sized food. bites and I drink stuff with it. You're not supposed to drink with your food. It actually causes like acid reflux. You're supposed to just swallow your food, but I can't. So... <laughs> The thrifty part of me, Lori, wants you to just go get a six-pack of bagels and those little individual cream cheese things. And wouldn't that save you a lot of money at Starbucks? Oh, yeah. I mean, I spend probably $100 a week on at Starbucks. Yeah. The the diabetic part of me wants you to get low-carb low bagels and just have that. I have tiny bagels. So anyway, so I get... Worst Elton John song ever, by the way. Yeah. Put some cream <laughs> cheese on a bagel. A bagel. <laughs> yeah. It, it didn't go very far. <laughs> it was, I was trying not. to think of the second line. That, I've, I've yeah, it was a weird, a weird owl spoof that did yeah. not work. Yeah, out it's, the way it's, a, it's one of Weird Al's bigger flops. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so then, so I usually sometimes I'll have the PB and J protein pack. Sometimes I won't. Oh, I'll eat the bacon and gouda sandwich and the bagel before school, and then I'll. And then I leave, when I leave school, I'll get food for myself at El Pollo Loco. I get a, a original Pollo Bowl, which has like rice, beans, cheese. No, just has rice, beans, and chicken, and uh, onions. And then a Diet Coke, which I'm trying to cut out soda, but it's just so hard because I have so, such low energy at the end of the week, uh-huh. or the end of the day. Yeah. And then what I'll end up doing is I'll have a bagel with uh, peanut butter for a snack, mm-hmm. like around two or three. Yeah. And then I'll have a sandwich, a turkey sandwich for dinner. And then that's it. So, so <laughs> it's not great, no. but it's not as bad as it was. Yeah, that's true. So. Good point. So I just want to tell this story really quickly and then get out of here is yesterday I had to go buy, I forgot to make steamed rice for dinner. I was supposed to make steamed rice and dinner's about oh, to no. finish. Yeah. So I had, I rushed out to, this local Chinese place to pick up some steamed rice, oh. right? So another I story. It, another what? <laughs> another another butcher, butcher story. story. <laughs> so I did Aiden. Were you ca- talking to Aiden? No, Adam Vaught. I was talking to Adam Vaught, who was who today was taking his Chinese test. So it's the night before. It's, it's the eve before his big Chinese test, right? What so, is the test? Does, does he test Chinese people? No. Are you mo- Chinese? He, he's moving to China, and the State Department won't let him he go. Is? Yeah, he works for the State Department, and they're transferring mm-hmm. him to China in May, and he has to have passed a language proficiency in Chinese. 
in, Man- oh, in Mandarin. Oh, how did he do? Did he find out? Yeah, he knows, well, he has a feeling today, and he felt good. But anyway, it's the night before, and I said, listen, this is good practice. You'll be in my ear. Tell me what to say to this guy, and I'll order it in Chinese. No. Right? And he goes, okay, he, he gives me one. The, the, so he, the first option was, do you guys, can I get some steamed rice? But when he told me, it was too hard, right? So the easier version is, um, do you have any rice for me? Was the question, okay? Do you have any rice for me? So I walk in, and the guy's there, and I go, you know how I talk to people. I go, listen, do you speak Chinese? And the guy goes, yeah. And I go, and I say whatever Adam Vaught tells me. Whatever he told me, I memorized it. I was off book. There was no teleprompter. <laughs> and you're, he's you're in my earpiece. Yeah. He's in my earpiece. Yeah. yeah. And I say it, and the guy goes, no, 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 no. And I go, what? And so Adam Vaught starts, <laughs> Adam Vaught starts, he, said, he goes, you said the wrong word. That's not what it is. And then he starts laughing. He can't even get it out. He's laughing so hard. He goes, you're supposed to say this. So I repeat the correct version. And the guy goes, oh, oh, okay, okay, yeah. He goes, and then the guy starts telling me, like, oh, you know, uh, that's not what you said at first. And he gives me the steamed rice and charges me and tells me how my intonation is all wrong and stuff. So well, I, le- too. <laughs> I leave, and Adam Vaughn is still, like, can't breathe laughing. So what I originally asked, the, what I was supposed to ask the guy is, do you have any rice with me, for me, right? Do you have any rice for me? I, the word I said, he goes, I didn't even think it would be so close. Because like instead of it being like Nemon or Mimas or something like that, I said Mimas or whatever. I said the wrong word. And he goes, you went up to the guy and said, do you have a problem with me? And I... <laughs> Hey, you speak Chinese? You got a problem with me? Yeah, they go, you speak Chinese? I go, da-ba-da-da, you have a problem with me? <laughs> the guy was like, no, 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 no. I think the thing that I love the most about this is yeah. that you asked him in English a question. He yeah. answered you in English. Yeah. So then you asked him a question in a language you don't know. Yeah. Well, I told him then I go, I'm <laughs> practicing. That's why he why would give me. Why did you just ask him in English? That's why he would give me tips. I said, I'm trying to practice my Chinese, I said to him. So, oh, well, yeah. Aiden would have been uh, curled up in a ball. Oh, Aiden, oh, Aiden, 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 Aiden would have thrown his phone in the ocean. Yeah, you know? he would have like thrown his phone out his out his. I have to get a new phone. I threw it out my window. Yeah, is the language? I mean, that's I don't know any Cantonese or Chinese, but I didn't realize that how closely a word could be misconstrued in that in Chinese. Very close. Oh yeah, I remember for messing it up like that. I don't remember the kind. I don't remember the word, so I don't. But there was a one time I uh, a friend of mine. She worked for the Chinese. She for was, the Chinese, she was okay. Moved, she worked for the Chinese. She worked for a group of people called the Chinese. Um, <laughs> she, we were doing this, long story short, we were doing this program called University of Dreams in Chicago where you get an internship paired with the job you want to do. And she was working for that company. Everything changed. for University of Dreams. And everything changed. Uh-huh. Long story short, she got a job. She spoke Chinese, and she got a job working. Uh, like, oh, uh, she was going to be moving to China after this, mm-hmm. and she was ta- she was practicing her Chinese because she said it had been a while since she'd used it. And so she was saying that there's certain words, like there was a word that, like, if you if you said it the one way, it was like 
it was like a, oh, thank you very much. I'm, I hope you have a nice day. And if you said it, if you like, it, it was this literally the same exact way to say it. But if you went like, eh, instead of, ah, eh, you said you were saying a curse word. So it's like the inflection was totally yeah. different. Like it, it wasn't even like the wording was, it was just the inflection was totally different. Yeah. So I thought that was really, I took a Chinese class once. Pass it, flying covers. Don't remember a goddamn thing. Did you learn, uh, what's the, uh, no, now I'm going to embarrass myself. What's it, the, what the, like the characters, were you, was that taught? Or was it? Uh, they, they yeah, did not Lori, really know. The, the, the Groundlings focuses on characters. UCB, though, focuses more on, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ground, Groundlings yes. China yeah. focuses more on characters. Groundlings, um, UCB focuses more. Uh-huh. We did, a more of the phonetic, um, mm-hmm. Uh, Chinese. Yeah. Do you usually focus on the Chinese Herald? No. No. Yeah, we focus on the Chinese Herald. Yeah. <laughs> no, not Herald, at all. I, and and I wish it had because one of the things I really like my teacher, and one of the things she really liked was I guess they have a lot of um, tongue twisters in Chinese, and so she was teaching us how to properly say a bunch of tongue twisters. Because I, it was a junior college, but a majority of the people who took the class were people who were going to going to China, like we had a, uh, there was a married couple that took the class cause they were taking a trip to China and they wanted to learn some Chinese. And so, mm-hmm. and we had another person who was going there to teach English. And so we wanted mm-hmm. to take a class to learn. So she was like, so this will impress some people. So she, cause she was really cool. Cause she wasn't like, this is like, you know, she, she gave you like the exact way to do things, but she was also like, this is how they say it. Like at a karaoke bar, or if you're at a karaoke, this is what something you could say that'll make people laugh. Yeah, and uh, I I wish I had like kept it in my head, but I just imme- as soon as I left that class, I immediately forgot everything about it. <laughs> so Lori went to the lady and goes, "Look, I just want to know how to say uh, I'm a virgin. I'm just not one of those virgins. I think the terrorists are thinking about when they crash into buildings." Yeah, and she just that said, used to be no, Lori's op- no. when, when I met Lori. That was her opening joke. Well, you That's know how joke. Joe, you know how Joe used to. <laughs> This was always so classic Joe. Is Joe would, towards the end of his comedy career, because you know he hasn't been doing comedy for like twelve years. Yeah. Um, towards the end of his comedy career, he when he would host, he was so like, "This isn't what I want to do." That he just didn't give a fuck. Which was honestly, I felt like when he was the funniest. And one of the things he used to do that I thought was was an asshole, but was also kind of funny, is he would take jokes that you would say in your act and then tell them as his opener. So he would be like, oh, we got a comic coming up. She uh, She's a virgin, guys, but she's not the kind of virgin you think about when you crash into airplanes. And, and I feel like, that's my fucking opening joke, dude. Like, <laughs> like what am I going to say now? Or like one guy would come on stage and be like, oh, we got a... John LaQuasso come on stage. He, uh, you know, he uh, one time went to a club and he couldn't wear a shirt under his shirt. And the guy was saying that it was a gang sign. And, and it, like go on to the whole, tell the whole joke. The, and what were were uh, comedians okay with that? Some people thought I it think was- I only did it to Lori. You know, uh, here's why: because when I when I met Lori, she wasn't a lesbian. She wasn't an out lesbian yet. She was uh she was a uh, pie sexual. She would go with anyone who'd uh-huh. give her a pie. Hmm. Yeah. And so on our first ever hangout session, we went to uh, Roscoe's Chicken and Waffle. Because, uh, I don't know if you know about Lori, when she would do a set, if she did badly, 
she would drown herself by eating. But if she did well, she would celebrate by eating. Looks like she's eating. I recognize that. (laughs) Well, so Joe will always say that this isn't true, but I liked Joe. I thought he was a funny guy. And we would see each other at open mics, and we would see each other. And I like talking to him, but... One of the things that I always found kind of frustrating was you would you would meet somebody and be like, oh, hey, you're really funny. We should hang out. And then nothing would be planned or done. So I just kind of stopped making plan. Like, I was like, yeah, well, eventually we should hang out. That'd be great. And so Joe, one time we were at a, a comedy club and it literally was like you walk across a hallway and there's a Roscoe's chicken and waffles. And he goes, well, what are you doing? Do you want some Roscoe's chicken and waffles? And I was like, no, nah, I'm OK. I got to get home. He goes, I'll pay. And I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. So we walk across. And so now he's always said that our friendship has been based on the fact that he bought me food. Well, you know, honestly, the which first... Which is 60 to be honest with So for a long time, Lori and I would only talk occasionally. But when I actually decided to make her an offer to come to Afterthought, I took her to a Coco's in Brea. And I said, get oh, whatever you, you want. On Imperial. Yeah, exactly. And I so said... I'll take the pie. Yeah, she goes... <laughs> She's bisexual. I said, get whatever you want. And she ordered the mo- like chicken Alfredo with chicken fried steak and all this nonsense. And I was like, holy shit. I think I had like blueberry pan or ras- the raspberry pancakes or something. Oh, I don't Coco's remember that. Coco's was my first job. I could probably tell you exactly what you ordered. Oh, I worked good. there for four years. Really? The one, the one on Imperial? No, not the one on Imperial. This is in Rancho Cucamonga. Oh. Oh, look at him. Mr. Rancho Cucamonga. Yep. They promoted me so early to a server that I couldn't even serve alcohol because you have to be 18 or older to serve alcohol. And they liked me so much that they made me a server, but I had to annoy other servers to pour a glass of wine because I wasn't allowed to handle it. Who's going to Coco's and getting alcohol? Oh, the old Uh, people loved White Zin. They'd get the White Ziffendale. I remember one time we went to a, or maybe it was an IHOP. We went to, I think it was a Coco's after grad night for high school graduation. And we were all so tired. And a girl that we went out to breakfast with, she, she ordered one egg. And we started laughing uncontrollably. And the waitress thought we were all high and kicked us out. Oh. She, Why would they get you out because you're high? She said, I don't want to deal with you guys. You guys are all high. I'm like, no, we're just incredibly tired. But uh, she didn't believe us. So. Yeah. Um, all right. I would well, say looking back. Oh. Did you ever kick anybody out, Jay? Uh, no, but I would say looking back, the worst people to have is like a group of teens. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get tipped. And there, there's a thing called running the server where if Lori asks for ketchup and then I come back to the table with ketchup and then Joe asks for salt and then I go back to get salt and then somebody else at the table asks for au for their French dip. It's just, it, they don't ask for everything at once. And that's usually uh, not to be a grammarian. It's just Jew. We're not talking about Lori anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Au jus means with juice. Oh, okay. Well, the jus sauce. Though. I will also say... You don't say, say the jus sauce. It's just jus. <laughs> oh. Hey, all right. Yeah. Guys, we're, we're going down some... That was part of Lori's uh, big uh, opening act. I love how this is yeah. going to be the closing the music. Yeah, was all just jus sauce. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Purim, comma, now the I colon, the it's... celebration of jus sauce. I'm talking about J-U-S. Jus. Yeah. Oh. oh. I got a new poster that I'm opening up right now. 
Oh, I didn't know it was so small. It's always oh, fun when I hear a waiter can complain about having to do their job. <laughs> do this one. But then I get, then I would turn into, oh, that's a cute King Kong poster. Then I would go to the whole table. Is there anything else that I can get for anybody while I'm in the back? And they would say, is this from today or yesterday? Oh my God. Um, real quick, I finished my pilot at the end. Oh, wait, you wrote a pilot? Yeah. What's my part? You no, know Lori, Lori, I, he does whole, he does whole Zoom table reads. We're never invited. Well, I did a table read for one uh, spec script that I wrote. Um, that should, I'm a terrible actor, but you should have Lori on your uh, table read for your pilot. Lori, I will write some because I think that you did like sketch you don't, stuff. You don't have to. I was just being an asshole. I'll I don't want to. Next time, I think it'd be okay. Fun. Yeah, I do a really great uh, breathy ingenue. Oh my god! Oh, and it teleported. Yeah, wow. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, 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 I do have teleprompter experience. Actually, I have zero teleprompter <laughs> yeah. experience, but I can memorize stuff. I can be off book. So, well, have I got a gig for you? Uh, Lori, wait, Lori, they said you have my speech pattern down. Can you do my speech pattern? Can you do an impression of me? I was doing an impression of do you. Do it again? It's more like, it's just, to me, it's uh, more like a Woody Allen, but slower. Okay. Uh, so, uh, Problematic we got, got Lori Roddenkamp coming to the stage. Uh, <laughs> she, uh. It's like a Norm MacDonald. Yeah. She's, uh. She's pansexual, everybody. She thinks that, uh, you know, she's, uh, she's got, uh, I don't know what I'm doing now. <laughs> Jake, could you do an impression of me? Um, all right, hold on. Hold, hold, yeah. hold, wait. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty right. good. I've been working on my impression uh, of you. Of me? Yeah. You want to hear it? Sure. <clears throat> Paul, is the Topo Chico flavored? What do you get there? Wow. Feels like I'm in the room with you. <laughs> I got, I got, I got an impersonation of uh, of Jay. Oh, do you? But I got it involves a costume change, so I gotta get up for a second. Okay, put those away. <laughs> oh God! Oh no! I'm afraid of what's gonna happen right now. Oh Just God! I'm so afraid. She's gotten up from the computer. We we're staring at. It looks like a serial killer's crawl space. Yeah. Like, Let me do my impression of Lori. Ready? Yeah. I'm a tubby piece of lard meat. She would never say that, Joe. <laughs> hey, guys. I like the deeper register. I got a little bit of a long story for you. Yeah. So I uh, I was booking a show yeah. and I was asked to go was asked if I had teleprompter experience. Yeah. Long oh. story short, yeah. everything changed. Oh my god, that story! He was like, <laughs> "Okay, guys, I'm just gonna just gonna give you the details." I loved it. I, I it saw a post story. in Backstage West. They said, "Do you have teleprompter experience?" Now I don't know if you know <laughs> this, but I went through when you go to AfterBuzz TV. Let me tell you this: Maria Menounos personally sits you down and she teaches you how to it was read all from a teleprompter. It was okay. all relevant to the story. I will say this. I I do feel like it's an interesting story because at least it's somewhat related to uh, acting in, in theater and comedy 
and in a way, and it's not just like you trying to buy pork roast and me, you know, getting kicked out of a master's program. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, yeah. Joe, Joe took my material of going to the grocery store. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, sorry, but Lori, there was no one more angrier than Lori. She was like, why don't they call it a grocery store? I don't want anything gross. They should call it a delicious store. That sounds more like it. Why do they call it a butcher? What if you're femme? They should call it femmer. Manager? What about a woman? Yeah, why don't they have a womanager? Uh, I'm a virgin. I'm just not uh, one of those virgins I think the terrorists are thinking of when they crash into buildings. I like it when you're uh, when you're fat. People think you're strong, <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I'll be at my grandma's house. I'll wait till the song starts back up again. Oh, here we go. And she'll be like, uh, "Hey, Lori, why don't you come help me move this giant chest?" And I'm like, "Grandma, I'm fat because I like to lie down and eat at the same time." It's funny because... This is is good material. You should really get this down. Well, it's funny because, you know, he's getting laughs because they're my jokes. If he told some of his jokes, we'd be like, is that comedy? Are you doing comedy right now? Uh, Where are (laughs) you? My grandma. She's trying to figure out if I'm gay or not. So she's like, Laurie, do you like tacos or donuts? Do you like hot dogs? Oh, hot dogs or tacos? Do you like donuts? Or pussy. <laughs> what was the joke again? What was the joke? Ding dongs. Oh, okay. Well, those are kind of like donuts or pussy or vagina. Those are kind of like donuts, though. What about mm-hmm. a Twinkie and a pussy? Because it's valid. Hey, you know, I don't do the, the joke anymore, so you don't <laughs> have to rewrite it for me. I'm punching yeah. up the, the joke. But how, how, sorry, last question, and I know you are we're way over, but um, how long until you can retire a joke? Do you just wait until you feel like the audience has seen you again? I feel like when you get sick of it, then okay. it's probably time to stop doing it. I had because a joke. Then it, yeah, go ahead. Then it loses its, like... It doesn't feel... It feels like you are feeling, oh, you want to do this joke? Oh, yeah. I had a joke that did very well, but you'll... I'm going to tell the... I'm going to tell the joke. You'll see why I had a very short lifespan. I said, uh... I saw 300 today. When I stepped on the scale... Hi, everyone. My name is Joe Batan. But, you know, once people stop thinking about the movie 300... They're like, okay, yeah, because you're you're a fat pig, you know. There, there was no turn anymore, so the, the joke only lasted like a month. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but that was like his thing: is he would introduce himself after every joke. Say, you know. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm Joe Batan. Yeah, and I'm Joe Batan. Yeah, I should do that actually. <laughs> Had a conversation with my mom recently. And it went a little something like this. You're like, Lori. Uh, I don't, I don't, I did you this comedy? I don't know if people are going to see it, you know? And I was like, Mom, what? And she's like, yeah, you can never be president of the United States. And I'm like, Mom, when was I ever going to be president of the United States? She's like, I don't know, Lori. 
I just thought my daughter would be, would be uh, this is a pretty good you imitating me imitating Seinfeld impression. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I, is uh, this Seinfeld? No, I'm just <laughs> I would pay to see a reboot of Seinfeld where Laurie is Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, see, I think I would be the Michael Richards. Are people still listening? Oh my god, who would be listening to this dribble? Alright, let's call it a day. Why do they oh, say call not, it a day? Are we day? not going to talk about news? Oh, uh, what do we got then? Why do they call it news? By this point, it's just old. It's not new. Okay. I uh, I had a ser- I had a serious uh, theory going yeah. for. I want to say it still pretty much works, but every every boss that I've had that's a complete douchebag loves Seinfeld, like loves it. So then I had a boss that was a douchebag and never heard of Seinfeld. So you got to put that in your in your stand-up routine. <laughs> I have a theory. But just with that, with just that same ending. Yeah, just, I have a theory. Yeah, I have a theory. Every boss is a douchebag. Reminds Laurie of me. Why is it? So, uh, anyways, so All right. that was like the the conversation I had with those three women in my group group meeting. I would say something, and I'd be like, "So, yeah. So, anyways, and just like tamped, teeter off." So, yeah, we should uh... <laughs> All right, Laurie, give your plugs. Uh, please check out Bloody Podcast on Instagram. And check, uh, subscribe, rate, review. And <laughs> my Instagram is at Laurie Liar. My Twitter's at Laurie Liar. So, yeah, that's it. Jay, what do you got for us? Uh, if you go to my YouTube channel, I have two more review reviews locked and loaded. They're going to be coming out on Thursdays at midnight, and I'm going to be filming more of those, I think, this weekend, so it should be a longer, quote-unquote, season for this one. And that's it. Twitch, if you're not... I think somebody from Afterthoughts already followed me on Twitch, so thank you so much, and that's Don't Be Jealous. By the way, I've been watching this review of reviews. It's kind of like this bit that we're doing. It's like Jay goes on there and goes, this guy reviewed a dentist's office. Why would you review a dentist's office? Who's doing that? Just write a review. Here's what he wrote. I like this dentist. He cleaned my teeth. I give that a pretty good review of a review. I've actually not done a dentist. That might be, I'm going to write that down because I'm sure there is dentists that have good reviews on there. He did one that, what was the last one you put up there? Uh, I, this season I did WandaVision, Punky Brewster, Urgent Care Podcast. Oh, that Urgent Care. Uh, All right. All right, guys. We'll see you guys in two weeks. We did a, a, a double show today. <laughs>